The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And I'm glad you're with us this morning as we take the middle of this week and just take a few minutes and evaluate the Word of God. And I hope this to be a help to you and encouragement. And uh, so let's, if you're following along on your Bibles or tablets or phone, whatever, we're on, on Psalm 138. Psalm 138. Now, throughout the um, times that we've been going through the book of Psalms, I've often stated who it is that we believe wrote that psalm. Generally speaking, and this is the case in this situation, um, any, excuse me, any general, any Bible you have, probably below the number, Psalm 138, and before the verse, there is, and this is a Psalm of David. So that would say right there, most Bibles automatically state who it's written by. So every once in a while, we have to do a little bit of research to find out who we believe is writing it. And generally speaking, if it's not written in here, probably it's just a guess by some theologian based upon the history of the event. But today, we, we know it to be David, and we believe, at least from what I've, been, what I've been reading this morning, we believe what probably is happening here is that David is more than likely ascending to his throne. This is the point where he has become king. And please remember he was anointed king when he was still a shepherd boy. Uh, you know, Saul, Saul, Samuel went to the house of Jesse, and he's looking at all of David's brothers who were seemed to be physically greater and better. And David was back, the youngest of the brothers, back taking care of the sheep. And, and God stated the whole popular phrase about Eli. Um, let, uh, look, not, um, look not every man in the, on this outward stature, for God looks upon the heart. And so at this point, when it was found that Saul's dynasty his, his was going to be taken away, he got very angry and he started going after uh, David and tried to kill David. And so this point where, you know, the government's kind of been against him, now he's going to be ascended. So you really have where God's promise at one point that seemed like it was not going to be fulfilled is now being fulfilled. And he actually references that in this section. I think there's some great, simple, powerful principles that will help each and every one of us as we as we move forward in our walk with God. 130, 138 verse 1. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name. For thy loving kindness and for thy truth. And for thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. And the day when I cried unto uh, I cried, and the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengtheneth me when my strength with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they will hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet he hath re, uh, respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine hands, thine own hands. So when we look at this passage, again, we talk about the idea David is probably ascending to the throne at this point, and really it's less about the power of becoming the king. More of what we're seeing here is the fact that everything David's been through, and now he's going to be ascended to the throne, what you see is a confirmation, a fulfillment of all of God's promises, and you can see that in the verses we just read. So let's take a moment and unpack some of these verses. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. You come to the conclusion the word gods is small. 
small g. So what you're saying is, I'm going to above you, above everybody else. There's no one else in this world. There's no other God, no other superior being. If they want to believe that false God, if we'd put it that way, uh, we're going to continue to keep you first above all of those. And I will sing praise to you. Verse 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. Uh, he, he's basically, I'm going to continue to worship you. I'm going to continue to look it to the direction. But he makes this comment. I love this phrase in the uh, end of verse 2. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. That's actually a powerful thought when you think about it, because we mentioned not that long ago in this same study that the name of Jesus, the name of God, is, is that foundational premise which we hold on to, that you know, his name is what is established. His name is what we can hold confidence in, and it's in his name that we have salvation. It's in his name that we can come in prayer. It's in his name that we have confidence of eternity. And so we talk about the great confidence of the name of God. And in this passage, he says, you've placed your truth above your own name. Obviously, what he, here's the thing. His name is above all names, and so truth can't be above it. But the point is, this is, this is how important he's calling truth, your truth. And in today's day and age, this is exactly the important, important truth we need today. We live in what many people call today the postmodern day. Simply what it means is today's anybody's, anybody's truth and everybody's truth, everybody can have, let me phrase, everybody can have their own truth. Uh, whatever you want to believe is your truth. You have your truth, I have my truth, and we just accept. The problem is, that's just not possible. Truth is truth. There is truth, and then there's lies. There is right, there is wrong, there is accuracy, there is falsehood. And the fact is, we don't want to believe that today. We live in a day where we want to believe, okay, well, you believe whatever you want. Well, that's just, it doesn't work. The culture says it works, but it's wrong. And so we go back to where David, all the way back to the Old Testament, where David states that his truth was proclaimed even above his name. That is still true today. The truth that Jesus states is still there because here's the problem. I believe with all my heart that the ultimate source of truth is God. And so in today's postmodern world, if we sit back and say that I can have my own truth, it's another way just to eliminate God completely. I don't need God because I have my own truth. Well, can I, be, can I just be honest? Each and every one of us, we can have our own truth, but can I just ask a silly question? How's that working out for us? Look at our world. Do we really think that our own truth is working for us? There is a truth. Jesus and God is a source of truth. His word is a source of truth. And we come to it, and that should be what we follow. And, and in that truth, we can hold. By the way, as Christians, the promises of eternity, the promises of his presence, the promises of his power, that all is part of this truth. And wow, how does that help us as we move forward in our Christian journey? Verse 3. And the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengthened me within the str with strength in my soul. He said, the days that I cried, probably speaking of the days that he was running from Saul or running and finding himself hiding in caves and wondering how this was ever going to solve itself. He said, in those times when I cried for strength, you, you, you took care of me physically, but deep inside, right down the core of me, you strengthen my soul. You strengthen that part of me that, that establishes who I am and makes the decisions. You Right down to the core of who I am, you brought strength. More than just circumstantial environmental things and more than just my emotion. You went deep down to the core of who I am and you gave me strength and the deepest part. And that is what was absolutely needed. Verse number four. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear thy words of the mouth. We're talking now probably down the road at the end. 
We're talking pro- prophecy here. There'll be one day when the Bible says in, every, in Isaiah and, and Philippians, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's the glory of God the Father. And this is, that's the day it's going to happen. Then everybody will bow down. M- many you know, will do it because it'll be something we'll desire to do. And that day, many in the world will do it because they finally recognize who Jesus is, but it will be too late for them, which is sad in and of itself. Verse number four, all the kings of the earth. Actually, I already read that one, okay? Verse five, yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of God. Ways in the Lord, exactly. They will worship as God would have them to. The Lord, verse six, though the Lord be high, though he is great and mighty, Yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth uh, afar off. Now, this is something, especially if you read Proverbs, he states so many times, you know, he, he, he resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Same section here. He is, he's high and he's, magne- he's magnificent, he's sovereign, but yet he's close, and he wants to be part of the lowly, those who are humble, those who recognize their need of him. And yet those arrogant, he, he decides to keep his distance. And this is another plea for humility in our walk with God. Verse number seven, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. He's looking at a confidence in his position of what God will do. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hand. His mercy endureth forever. So he finishes this last couple thoughts with the idea that now that I'm in this position, Lord, there's going to be enemies. Every king has enemies. Enemies within, enemies without. But Lord, you are still. What you have done all these years until I get to this point, you will continue to do. And we're grateful for that. You know, we look at this today in our postmodern hopefully post-pandemic world. And we look at this kind of, this world and, and really what we have to do is we have to put our trust in God. We have to find our confidence in Him. And what God has done to continue to instill the promises through our life to this point, the faithfulness He's given us to the point in our life right now, that is what continues. And sometimes the battles we find ourselves in are great reminders of the source of strength that we need. And we can rest in Him because He's proven. He's proven that to this point. All the blessings He's brought into our life, all the things He's done, all the protection He's given, it's a promise. It's a, it's a proof of his promises, proof, proof of his faithfulness to us. And we hold on to that. And so no matter what it is you're in today, hold on to that promise. Hold on to that faith. Be reminded, you know, in the midst, one of the things I get from this chapter is no matter what you're going through right now, God has promised to be there. And God has promised you to overcome. So just like David at this point thanks the Lord for the victory, we can have that same praise one day. We will have that same praise one day if we keep faithful to him. Well, if we turn our back and do our own thing, then we won't have that. But if we keep faithful to him, we know that he'll keep faithful to us. And what a great promise we have. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Greatly appreciate the privilege we have to be part of your day. We really hope it's a help and encouragement. We really hope it inspires you when you walk with God to be a reminder that he is doing something in your life. And keep close to him and wait and see how he works it out. Thanks again for joining us. and We look forward to seeing you next time.